sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So what welcome. What an incredible so excited group of people today. you are. I'll tell you, people of, let's just say, a sanguine faith, it is people that shine the light in darkness. And that is a hard thing to do. And especially, I was telling you on the last podcast, or maybe it's going to be the podcast after this, I know somewhat disorganized and I really am in a funk and this is hard and I don't necessarily like being in front of the YouTube camera or the microphone but part of what I want to do in podcasting and with the Sanguine or the Yeah podcast or the Yes Women is I want to be real. I don't want to be phony and the truth is we go through seasons of funk and I am in it. I'll tell you I've been waking up in the mornings and, you know, the work uh, as far as the contracting work, you know, it's, there's some here, there's some there and it's enough and uh, we're making it. But the season of transition and I feel like I'm trying to transition more into podcasting. And I know some of you out there are like, Tom, don't quit your day job. It's, you know, you got a long ways to go. I know, but I'm starting the journey and this funk, I think, is revolving around so many things are not as they were, even in my life and even in my career, as I'm trying to transition, trying to move into something different, doing something different than I've ever done. Now, in some regards, I've done this, but not in front of a microphone and a camera. I've lived it in real life. And so being in front of a microphone and a camera, it's really different. And that transition added to the whole COVID-19, no matter where you go, things are so different. The political realm is so different. I don't, and I've had conversations with people online as I'm trying to expand the sanguine influence and the influence of my other podcasts, because my heart is not to get famous, but to make a difference in people's lives. And oftentimes my friends say, what I have to share is good. I know that it's redneck. And I use words like like, and I use words that don't exist, like the funniest or maybe funniest does, but it it doesn't sound right. And that pretty rough around the edges. And so all this stuff Tom has, I feel like it's maybe not true, but I feel like generally I have a lot of emotional stamina. And during the season, all these different forces, I feel like are just taxing on me and it's really hard. I, I don't want to come in front of this microphone, but yet I do want to come in front of this microphone. And oftentimes I want to give you the best that I have. And I often, I, I don't feel like I do that. And so I apologize. And there are some episodes that are queued up and they're going to fall somewhere after this. And I said this in the last podcast also, because I don't know exactly what order I'm going to put these podcasts in, but I've, I have some conversations with some new age people and some what uh, I won't call them Christians because they are true believers. They are people that take the biblical faith, but just some uh, frustrating conversations that uh, frustrating from my point of view that there's a fullness that's not being embraced and there's some obstacles in the way and it builds angst in me. And, and I don't necessarily, I don't know that I'm processing it that well. Maybe I am because I am processing and I am talking about it, but these are coming up. And so you are going to get to listen to them. And I really came close to deleting them, but I think they have some value and they open up some good points, but just know that part of this is coming out of Tom's funk. And so just take them with that kind of grain of salt, um, understanding that Tom is in a little bit of funk and yes, I re-listened to him and I think there's some value, but Tom is, I'm definitely amped up and there's, there's some, yeah, they just, I'm making excuses and I really want to delete them, but I'm not going to do it because 
I feel like it's really important because there are those of you out there that want to do maybe not podcasting, but similar things. And you have this sense that you have to get it perfect and you don't, you have to start the journey. You have to start the learning curve. You have to start so you can improve. And so podcasting is great because you go back and you listen to yourself and you're just oftentimes I cringe and it's hilarious because I've talked about this before, but my mind gets way ahead of my mouth and I often think ahead and I, I say words that I don't mean and I often say words that are completely not what I meant and I don't even realize I said them till after the fact. And yes, is it embarrassing? Is it Yes, is it good for Tom's ego to go back and do that? And honestly, if I waited for it to be perfect, I have now, I think, around 150 podcasts, maybe not quite that. If I waited for it to be perfect, I would never have one. And so... Yeah, take it for that. I want to be an inspiration to you, even if it's in my flaws and my funks, because I believe in people. I hope I come across as genuine that I do this. And you guys just have to know, you think, well, Tom's got this worldwide audience and he's got all these podcasts. He must be making all kinds of money. It is not true. Okay. And I'm making, well, let's just say my negative is in thousands of dollars. And I don't do it necessarily for the money. I hope to, and I want to transition into that, but I care about people. And I believe, and I've seen a lot of the choices, I'm no expert, but that I've made in my life have helped people and faith has helped people along in their faith walk. So big intro, big uh, Tom kind of sharing his heart. I just, yeah, I'm in this funk and you're part of my process of working through this. And so as Christmas is coming up, I just want to talk about the Christmas story, maybe from a perspective you haven't thought about, things that I love about the Christmas story. What I love about the Christmas story is that it is so human. I am human. I'm well acquainted with my faults. I'm well acquainted, even in this season of COVID, the funk that goes on and the awkwardness and when change comes. And yet there's a supernatural God that interacts in my life. And he speaks things to me that as I walk in this very human world, just seem to run in conflict. And the Christmas story, I love that because the Christmas story, you know, starts out where the angel of Jesus, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, Father, this is a triune, triune God and says to Mary, Hey, you're going to be with child. And she's like, all right, I know history and I know human history. You know, you have to do the deed. And that the Holy Spirit himself came upon her and impregnated her, or maybe that's maybe not even the right word. Jesus inhabited her womb as a child. And that, you know, Joseph and his reactions when Mary spoke to him, it's so human and it's so relatable to me. It is the miraculous and the supernatural intersecting the hard reality of our life. And so I read that story and it brings me so much comfort because every day I'm walking about and I'm facing the hard realities. You know, a couple of weeks ago, our Durango died and I faced the hard reality and it's my daughter's car and she's 18 and Yes, I'm letting her figure that out. But my daddy heart, it's just like, I want to fix it. And in the season of COVID, we don't necessarily have, we're not lacking, but we're not necessarily abundant in means to necessarily just go out and buy a new vehicle. And so the hard reality is, yeah, that's dead. At the same time, God's saying, prepare for a new thing. And so the hard reality hits the supernatural. And in our humanness, And the fight to live that balance between our spirit and our soul, our soul that exists in our mind and will and emotions, and the spirit that is outside of that, 
that is supposed to operate without those hindrances. There is this inner turmoil that says, what the beep, right? What do you mean prepare for the new thing? This thing is dead. What are we going to do? And, you know, Joseph, and the scriptures say this, that he was an honorable man. So he wanted to, you know, just move away from her quietly. And yet another supernatural experience, an angel comes to him and speaks to him and interacts, you know, those earthly, I don't even know if they're earthly, it's just our natural thought processes when we're operating in our human understanding that's not spirit-powered. Spirit-powered is that operating in the Holy Spirit that we can bypass those human understandings. And so in his human reasoning and in my human reasoning, we look at that and we try to figure it out and we come up with solutions. But then the Spirit comes in and says, hey, this is what's really going on. And so then we have to enact faith. We have to move outside of our understandings. And so in, in this story, it's so relatable to me. And I so appreciate Joseph's struggle and Joseph's obedience and Joseph's decision and Joseph becoming a man that had interactions with angels and saw visions and how it orchestrated his life. Now, if I was Joseph, and I often feel this way in my life, is that okay, all this is going on, you know, and you got to wonder, is he had this vision and stuff, and he's just, how is he processing all that stuff? It's just crazy. And at the same time, okay, this is what happens in our life. There's a freaking census going on, and he has to travel with his pregnant wife, which he didn't do the deed, which, I, I mean, we're all human. What What is the thoughts around that? What is, yes, he had a, a vision, and it was probably very vivid, but those things fade over time. And, and what's he thinking as, as he looks at Mary? I'm hopefully he's not like me. And, you know, I've had some really profound spiritual encounters, but as time goes on, they fade from my mind. And, you know, there's questions about them and, and their reality. It is our humanness. And it's what I appreciate about the Christmas story. And so there's a census. And so he has to take his wife and they go and they prepare and they're on their journey and they get there. There's no freaking hotel. Can I tell you as a man, and if I was Joseph, I'm just going to be like, hey, God, you know, this, supposedly this is your doing here. What is up? You can't even get us a hotel room? <laughs> and I feel like in the scriptures, it's like, did they edit out all of Joseph's, and some of you are going to be like, ah, Tom, profanity or frustration. I don't know. You know, it's sterilized and it's this perfect thing. I know humans aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. And I know that even when God has me on a faith journey, I, what I consider success has a lot of bumps in it and it has a lot of mistakes in it. So he gets there and, nope, sorry. And it's like, son of God, what? Holy, I can't even get a room. How miraculous is this, right? Oh, but we can put you in a barn. Add insult to injury with the animals. Okay, we only look at this from Jesus' point of view, that he was born in humble surroundings. Even if he had born been born in that hotel, it would have been incredibly humble. It wouldn't have made nearly as nice uh, under the tree type of thing, manger scene with the fuzzy lambs. And where the heck would all those Christmas plays that happen in churches and those warm, fuzzy feelings when you feel when your kid is, you know, a little cotton ball up there on the stage and and does crazy things, you know, the point that Joseph and Mary, they were humble to start with. And I think the Christmas story, at least for me, 
the journey and the value is in not, and it is in what Jesus did. And he was born in humble surroundings and he was relatable, but the whole supernatural and the hard reality of life, because that's the walk that we're called to. We're called to be supernatural. We're grafted into the supernatural family. We are children and we raise children of the father. And so these the story and Joseph and Mary walking through, they are doing one of the most important works in the journey of Jesus and bringing him, escorting him, maybe not bringing him, escorting him into this world to fulfill the cross, which was his purpose. And Jesus promises that he will also, he calls us to take up our cross or his cross, his purpose to fulfill. And so this whole story of Mary and Joseph and even engaging the shepherds, it is the people without purpose, without honor, God brings honor to. The hard reality is that no one would choose them. Who would choose them to announce this? You know, Jesus is who he is. He doesn't have an identity crisis. He doesn't need it. What the Christmas story, and this is how I look at it, it is to show the value that God has in our everyday lives and sometimes the people that are unseen, that he wants to bring them to life. He wants to give them honor. He wants to show their value. God doesn't need anything. And I think the demonstration, so many twists on the Christmas story, and maybe this is just one more twist for you, but it is an intimate, I feel like, story. It is an intimate expression of God realizing and saying, hey, you're living in this reality. I'm going to intersect the supernatural with that. And for me, and I say that a lot because Tom is doing some speculating here, and this is antidotal to Tom, but I need that because I struggle with the supernatural in my everyday life, and there's always my brain interacting with my spirit and trying to find that balance and my brain rationalizing, well, if God was really for you and said this, this and this shouldn't have happened. Like, they should have got the hotel room. They should have had a safe place, you know? But yet, in this story, what's really cool is that they go through this, and this is what I found as you go through the trials, and there were a lot of trials getting to the place where Jesus was born. Then the wise men come, the wealth and the increase. There was the struggle, there was the stress, and there's this, there's this time frame pause. And, you know, in the scriptures and in the play, this all kind of happens sequentially, but the historical record tends to agree that these wise men probably showed up later um, as Jesus was a bit older and backed up by Herod, you know, killing all the babies. What was it under two? I, I don't remember exactly. I need to refresh myself on that. And you could refresh yourself. But bringing after the journey, after the trial, after the questioning, and maybe the questioning kept going on, but then the resources for the next stage, the wealth and the abundance. And I wonder, and I don't think it says in the scriptures, I'm going to have to go back and refresh myself on this, but I wonder if that wealth carried on for Mary and Joseph throughout their life, the abundance that came. And some of that even helped Jesus as he launched his ministry, as he was able to go and do his ministry among the people was part of that support that came from that season and that wealth that came from those kings that brought those extravagant gifts. And so 
again, and this is the supernatural we're all after. We want to see the supernatural abundance of God come. I desire that too. That's why the Christmas story is so beautiful. It is a mix of all of that. And there is wonder. And so in this season, just encourage you to maybe take the glasses off that you've had around the Christmas story and you kind of do the same things every year and discover the wonder and the intrigue, the mystery around your God and how he interacts with our reality. It is his reality, but he lives in a different reality, but yet he has compassion and he desires this relationship with us. And as Mary and Joseph went on that journey, it is the same journey that he goes on with us helping us, warning us, and that as we engage with him, he will walk with us. So as I end this podcast, I just want to encourage you in this season, if you're on the fence and you just happen to find this particular podcast, just say, hey, this God that Tom's talking about, I'm just, I'm interested. Let's just, let's approach the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you just show me? Will you lead me? I want to understand And if you've been in the faith for a long time and it's just a little stale and uh, you want some fresh insight, Holy Spirit, give them fresh insight. So friends, yes, Tom's in a funk, but Tom appreciates you. You are a community of amazing people, making a difference, impacting people, continue to do it. Please, if you think about it, pray for me. Tom's Tom's spirit is heavy these days, and I'm not sure what to do with it. You can tell I've slowed down a little bit because I feel like lately when I've got, when I get amped up, and you're going to catch it in the next podcast, so just prepare yourself for the amped, and maybe you like that. Give me that feedback, but just trying. So appreciate your prayers. Thank you. You are a wonderful group of people. You bring what the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus want for us and they are very pleased with you. So have a great week. I so appreciate you, you faithful listeners. And best thing you can do for me is pass this on to somebody that uh, maybe give them some freedom, some uh, things to think about. So have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.